Welcome to Edgemont Bible Church in Fairview Heights, Illinois, where our mission is to glorify God by guiding people into a discipleship relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's listen in to today's message by our pastor, Douglas A. White. Open your Bibles to Revelation 22. Take out your sermon notes because they're valuable to look through today. Those of you who have been with me a while, you're going to see right away in my notes I did something I very seldom do. You'll notice that it says the first four points are all TC. I don't do things like that. I don't know how to do things like that. It just worked out that way. <laughs> all right. What we had just read, he said, these words are faithful and true. I want you to just get the picture here. He's letting them know this. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ to his saints. Now, John's an old man. And, and the legend of the church tells us that John has been, tried, they tried to stop John from being that beloved apostle. They really didn't want him. It just seemed like everybody that was around him was affected by him, and people believed the gospel when they were around him. So as the legend goes, John was arrested. And to make sure that he didn't do this anymore, they boiled him in oil. And he didn't boil. That's the legend. I I don't know that's true or not. I wasn't there. Some of you think I was, but I wasn't. All right. From there, they put him on the Isle of Patmos. He was probably in his 80s at that point, maybe even more. He had him on the Isle of Patmos because they realized, you can't live there. You'll die. And you'll be far away from everybody. You can't hurt anybody there. You're on the island by yourself. What could you possibly do? (laughs) Little did they know that you'd be reading the book that old man wrote, (laughs) You'd be reading it to this day and be among all those people who've been blessed over the years by that single book. He did more in that period of time than he'd done his whole life. But I want you to get the picture with me. You ever ask yourself a question, how long did this take? As John is seeing this, is it unfolding? Because this is going to take seven years, kids. For all of that to happen is going to take seven years. Was John seven years watching this thing? Did it happen like that? Or, or was it video screens? And you're, you're watching this one, and you're watching this one, and you're watching this one. Did, did all of them conclude? How long was it? But this you can know. The angel says to him, these words are faithful and true. This is truthful communication. Whatever else you hear in this world, you can bank on this book. This book is true because it's coming from the very source of truth. It's coming right out of the living God. The living God gave to his son this revelation. This is what he said to his son. Son, you can tell the people who are following you in these churches, this is my faithful and true word to you. This is how it all comes to a close. This is the end of the age. This is a truthful communication. All right. 
It's the most truthful information in the entire cosmos. Nothing is more true than this. It's sourced in the eternal God who's the creator of time and the father of it. So let's get, once again, a picture here. We've got creation. Here's that time for it. This is the timeline. Here's the time of the cross. Here's the time that you and I are living in. Here's the history of Russia, and here's the history of Ukraine. Here's the history of the United States, and all of that is in here. And then there's here, which is the end of it all. And John is telling them, this is what's going to happen here. Son, this is what I want you to tell the churches Here's what's happening at the end. This is how I bring the whole thing to a close. This is how I'm going to bring the whole kingdom to you. This is what it's worth waiting for, guys. This is what all the martyrdom you're going through, all the suffering you're going through, all the hassle with sin in this world, all the distractions there are in this world, it will be worth it all when you see Jesus. You follow me? And I want you to know how it's going to happen. He's writing it to the people who are living here. But it's extended all through the time to the people who are living here. This is a truthful communication. It is a true thing. It's the greatest thing. It's to a targeted crowd. A targeted crowd. It's given only to his servants. Now, let's go back to Revelation 22, 6. He said, And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. His servants. That's those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who serve the Lord Jesus Christ, whose kingdom they are looking for. Kids, here's the deal. All of history. All of history has had all of its distractions, its mundanity, all the things that take place. you got to live every day. And you're going to have all kinds of things that you do every day. You're enrolled in God's school every day. Every experience you have, that that is, every time you're washing dishes, every time you're doing laundry, every time you're mowing the yard, you have an opportunity to look at it either from the Lord Jesus Christ or it's just one more thing you got to do to wait for the kingdom. But you're always looking for the kingdom. You follow me? That's what we're after. We're not after political solutions for that. If, if we can find political solutions, wonderful. If we can find economic solutions, wonderful. But that's not what we're looking for. What we're looking for is that kingdom and how I can experience the Lord Jesus Christ here and now that I can be conformed to the image of his son and not distracted by all the little trinkets that draw us all the time. That's not new. That's not something that you can say, well, that's just the way America is today. That's just the way the Western world. No, that's what's been going on from the beginning. That's not new. Just like slavery is not new. It's not something that was started by Europeans. No, that's been going on for centuries, for millennia. It's not new. Please don't let people tell you and try to convince you that all those things are new. They're not. Wickedness is not new. Trafficking is not new. It's been going on from the beginning. Are you, everybody see where I'm coming from? This is to a targeted crowd. This is to you. So that you would know what is ahead. But as you're going to see, he's going to leave this book open. 
You can't shut this book. This book is going to be read by others as well. In you, this is supposed to produce hope. In them, it will produce fear. In them, it'll produce denial. No, it can't be that way. Who who could ever imagine dragons and all that stuff and angels doing this and spirits doing that? That can't happen that way. But they know down deep, yes, it does. Why? Because it is truthful communication. It is to a targeted crowd. I want you to notice this. John is overwhelmed by this. Okay, now, let's, let's just be 80-something years old, and let's be sick. <laughs> Charlene just went, oh, that's hard. That's really going to be hard. <laughs> let's just be an old man living on an island, and you got a scroll. And you're writing down everything that you've seen. Kids, how many people have seen what John saw? And Jesus had already told him at the beginning of this thing, write it down. So he's got to try to use his own Greek language to try to write down all the things that he's seeing. And it was like, and it was as, and that. He's got to write all that down. And he's watching this all unfold. How long is that taking? And each time there's been those times when that quill just sat down for a minute and you just got to get a breath. Wow. Pick it up, write it down, write it down some more. Overwhelmed. What has he seen? He has seen all of this unfold right before his very eyes in that time, virtual time. And it looks like real time, but it's not been real time. Real time's still ahead for us. He's overwhelmed by that. What emotions do you think you have? Can you you just imagine for a moment what he's got to have when the angel says, okay, we're done. That's it. Wow. He is overwhelmed to the point that he has, how did I put it here, a transformed, a transported consciousness. He's just seen and heard what no mortal before him has ever seen or heard. He's been shown the end of the age in a brief period of time. Humbled, he senses the need to worship, but is uncertain where to send it. He chooses the messenger. I want you to think with me just for a moment. Three disciples went with Jesus up to a mountainside. When they get up to the mountainside, they're, they're praying. Jesus is praying, and they kind of fall asleep. And they kind of, as they're napping, they look up just for a moment, and what do they see? Jesus isn't the person he was before. He's been opened up, and now the, the brilliant, bright light is shining. And they're seeing Jesus as he really is. Not, not in the disguise, not in the veil, not in the stuff that's covering you up. You, you guys understand, they're seeing the Shekinah glory that was in the Holy of Holies. They're, they're seeing what only high priests get to see. They're seeing what somebody like Moses only got to see. It was unfolded for them right there, and they're looking. They're overwhelmed. What do you say? You remember, John was one of those. (laughs) 
what do you say? So he's letting Peter be the spokesman on that one. So, wow, this is, uh, th- th- this is really big. Uh, what if we go ahead and like build tents for you guys here? Why don't we build some? And you hear the Lord say, stop. This is my beloved son. Hear him. Once again, here's John, just overwhelmed with the message he's just heard. There's a messenger standing right there. You ever seen somebody that brought you really, really good news and you just wanted to hug them? You know? John has just been brought the most fearful, awesome stuff, the most hopeful stuff, the victory of the Savior. He's seen what the kingdom looks like. He's seen what the heavenly Jerusalem looks like. He has seen all of that. He's ready to worship somebody, and he falls down at the feet of that messenger. Listen to what takes place here. He says in verse 8, Now I, John, saw and heard these things. When I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. I I love the message, and so I'm just going to love the messenger. Then he said to me, see that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant of your brethren, the prophets, of those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Now hold on just a moment. I want you to think, this angel knows, this is, matter of fact, this is one of the angels that had, been poured, that had poured out one of the bowls of wrath. He knows that this message is a final message. He knows what this message is. But can I tell you, it's overwhelming him almost as much as it is John. Because everything they're seeing there is new to every angel there too. They are just doing what God told them to do. And they've seen this whole thing unfold. John is worshiping before the foot of that angel, and that angel says, get up. Don't do that. I'm just like you. I'm no better than you are. I'm one of the sons of God, and I'm going to be in the city like you, but I don't want to be worshiped. Transfer that. Transfer all that commendation. Transfer all that worship. Transfer it. Wait, can I say, this is a great plan for all of us. A great plan for every one of us. When someone's wanting to offer you good compliments for something that you've done, just remind them, praise the Lord. Worship God. That's what this guy does. He's saying, no, 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 not me, not me. Worship God. This whole thing was not my message. I just gave to you what message he gave to me. I understand where you're coming from, but don't do it. Worship God only. This is his message. Just as a reminder to all of us, let that be the way we live. Transfer everything we can to the living God. People do want to thank you sometimes for the wonderful things you've done. It's great to be that. But kids, transfer that just as quickly as you can. All right, so that's what the angel did. Transferred the, the concentration. Don't focus on me. Focus on the one who gave you that message. Worship God. Now, he says this. This is the message of Jesus. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Look at verse 7. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of this book. Further down, he's going to say it again. Go down to, was it verse 14 there? Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates of the city. 
Jesus is coming again. He's coming quickly, as he puts it. And he says this, since this is true and faithful, since the message I gave you is true and faithful, and since I am coming quickly, I am not hesitating. I'm coming soon. Now, Jesus yet does not know when he's coming. He's coming when his father tells him to come. All right. Now, he says this, since this is true and faithful words, blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. What does it mean to keep the words of the prophecy? First of all, that's blessed is the man who stores them in his heart as the treasure to be the source of his life and wealth. It's the truth. If there's anything worth memorizing, kids, this book is worth memorizing. This book is worth us knowing what chapter is that in? And so that you could say to anybody who asks you, what do you mean there's going to be angels coming out or, or demons coming out of a pit like locusts? Where could I find that? You're going to say to them, Revelation 9. You may not know the verse, but at least you know where the chapter is. You know where you're going to find it. You understand that? Because you're keeping these words. These words are more important than any other message in the whole wide world. They're more important than any message you're going to get on YouTube. They're more important than any message you're going to get on the video. They're more important than any message you're going to get anywhere. This is the Word of God. This is faithful and true. And because this is faithful and true, because I am coming quickly, keep them. Keep them. Hide them in your heart. Treasure them there. Let that be what, what drives you. Yes, you may be concerned about all kinds of things in this life. But let that be you're looking beyond the things that are in this life and say, how will this advance the kingdom of God? How will this bring us closer to the coming of God? How will this be the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? Because that's what you're looking for. Are there plenty of things to gripe and complain about? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, sometimes you wonder if the children of Israel coming out of Egypt had been looking to the kingdom they were going to instead of the problems they were dwelling in, if they ever would have died in the wilderness. They didn't have to die in the wilderness. All they had to do was believe God. And he's telling them, I'm taking you to a place that's flowing with milk and honey. And they couldn't look past the heat of the summer desert. They couldn't look past the fact that they were eating some kind of biscuit. Just a biscuit. That's what we get to eat. Where's the food? Where's the leeks and the onions? Where's the garnishes? You follow where I'm coming from, kids? One has to wonder if you'd kept your focus where it belonged instead of in the world around you. Is that a good caution for us today? Listen, there are so many distractions today to take you away from thinking about the kingdom of God, for setting your affection on things on high. They're everywhere, kids. And if you pursue them, you'll lose sight of where you're really headed. Pilgrim's Progress, a delightful book. I love that book. But every time the pilgrim lost sight of that beautiful city, he could be distracted by this city, the vanity he can be distracted by this city, destruction. He can be distracted by, and I think John Bunyan did an excellent job of describing the number of distractions that could keep us from getting to that beautiful city in time. 
It was a great story, and I'd like to just encourage you. If you haven't read it, do read it. Get an audio book. If reading's too hard for you, get an audio book. You can hear the whole thing. It's done well. It's good stuff, okay? What does it mean since he's true and faithful? The one who does his commandments, um, cleansing his life in him, the entry into the city and the access to the tree of life. Let's take a look at verse 14. Here's what he said. Since this is faithful and true words, since I am coming quickly, since this is the book you've had, keep it, and then blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. This is those who do his commandments. Look back at 1 John just for a moment because John was fascinated with this very thought. Look back at 1 John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1, and look at verse 7. He said, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Want to know how to stay clean? Was it Psalm 119? It said, how can a young man keep his way clean by taking heed thereto according to your word? Pay attention to the word. It's no different here now. We're supposed to be walking in the light as Jesus is in the light. The light of what? Of a whole new process of making a new people. Kids, there's a whole different process going on than what you normally go through. The process we're doing right now is this, you go to school, you get the, and you, you pass all the tests, you get your sheepskin or whatever you're going to get, you get a job, and you live. That's not adequate. That, that might be the secondary thing to do. The first thing to do is you come to Jesus, you deny yourself, you take up your cross daily, and you follow him. You make that application in whatever your occupation is. You make that application in whatever you're doing as a father, as a husband, as a wife, as a mother. You're learning a whole new process of doing things. You're learning that you are what you thought you were. You're not as sovereign as you thought you were. And you give over your sovereignty to the Lord Jesus Christ. Every follower coming from? And you're going to take up your cross daily. You're going to see the things that fight against his sovereignty, that fight against who he is, those things that make you want to say, I'll do it my way. And you put those things on the cross. You let them die with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you get absolutely fascinated with the Lord Jesus Christ. Get obsessed with him. Get to know him. Not just things about him. Read the Gospels over and over. Read them again and and read them this time as a people who really want to know who Jesus is. Not just what the facts are. You're looking at all the facts and you're putting that together because there's a story behind those facts. There's a person in those facts. As you're seeing Jesus, as the as what see him as God, see him as what he is. Look. Here's, here's a paralytic. He's, he's opening up the roof. They're putting him down through. The guy can't use any part of his body. Yet there, Jesus is going to say to him, son, your sins are forgiven. And they're all going to go, who forgives sins? That's blasphemy. Jesus, knowing what's on their mind, says, okay, let me ask you this. Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven you or rise and walk? Either of those things can only be done by God, right? Either of those can only be done by God. 
So he turns to the young man and says, Now, in order for you to know that I do have the power to forgive sins, rise and walk. Guys, what happens there is amazing. Get fascinated with Jesus. There is something going on with that guy. No therapy required. This is not an eight-week recovery. You follow where I'm coming from? This, this is not trying to figure out how we can use even... Listen, something's happening to muscles there that have atrophied. They've not been used. But I remember looking at my, my little Uncle Bobby. Uh, my father had, had a brother, and I can't remember exactly what the accident was. Don't know they ever told us for sure. But whatever it was, put Bobby into a complete paralytic state. He never got off of bed. And, and, and I would rub his feet, and he, he seemed to like just being touched and, and rubbed and massaged and things like that. And, and legs. <laughs> you know, here's this, and, and he, he, he couldn't really, um, he couldn't talk at all. But he could smile. <sighs> like that. And, and that, that let you know, I like that. I like that. Do that again. But the legs were just this big around. There, there, was, there was muscle there, just enough to fill up what skin was there. You understand where I'm coming from? If, if Bobby had been this man, muscles would have formed on those legs. Joints would have opened up that had not opened up before. Leaders, muscles, everything, nerves, blood, everything has to expand rapidly. That heart's going to have to be changed somewhat because it's, it's got to work differently now that it's got new muscles to have to go through. And all of that is happening with rise and walk. That's who gave us this message. Whew. That's who speaks to us. This is faithful and true. Therefore, do my commandments. Do what I've told you. That's what it is that's so important about this book. And he gave us all this book so that we could know and have hope. What a wonderful, wonderful Savior he is. Now he says this, Blessed are those who do his commandments, verse 14 says, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates of the city. We looked at the city, and we see that that city has pearl gates in it. And only that which is holy gets to go in. Only that which belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ gets to go in. And you go in, and as you're going in, there's the tree of life. There's the river of life. And there you have access to it for doing these things. Kids, our faith isn't just a little ticket to heaven stuff. We have to be dead serious about this, to do his commandments, to to. Walk at all that he said. Let's go on to the second page. I want you to pick up a little bit more. Since this is true and faithful, and since he's coming back again, he's bringing his reward with him to give to everyone according to his work. Look, if you would, at verse 12. He says, Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Look at this. The Lord Jesus Christ, we, we, we can look and, and say, you know, I've, I've got a ticket to heaven. I've, I've got my white robe. That's all I really need. Kids, it's more than that. 
Yes, you can't earn that robe. You cannot earn anything. That has been done for you. But you have been given gifts, valuable gifts. You have been gifts to, given gifts to accomplish everything that you need to accomplish. You are fully equipped. You can love people you never dreamed to love before. You can forgive people you never thought about forgiving for. Matter of fact, you felt justified in not forgiving them. You didn't want to turn them over to the Lord Jesus Christ because you've been holding on to them for so long. You've been having them be your prize. You were right, they were wrong, and I'm going to hold on to you. You owe me. And Jesus is calling you, open that hand. Let them go. Let me deal with them. Everybody follow where I'm coming from? He has fully equipped you so that you can. You don't have to do that anymore. You're fully equipped. And he's given you every gift that you could possibly need to do the equipment. My father had a cabinet shop. I may have said this before, and I'm sorry if I'm boring you. My father had a cabinet shop, and in that cabinet shop were all kinds of tools that, for that time. Oh, yeah, the life has changed a lot since then. This was 100 years ago. And with those tools, he was going to let me go to work in his cabinet shop. I, I didn't have a job. So it only made good sense. But no, I have another mind, goal in mind. See, I, I am a, a graduate, a college graduate. College graduates don't make cabinets, right? We all know that. College, college graduates don't make cabinets. So I didn't. But here's what I know is true. To make those cabinets, I had every tool that I needed. I had access not only those tools, but all kinds of sandpaper, all kinds of other equipment that if I wore something out, knew was right there. He had it ready for me to go. It was absolutely a silly thing for me to say, you know, I don't like those tools, Dad. I've got this hatchet, and i got this little saw, and I'll make cabinets with that. That's an insult. You understand where I'm coming? That's an insult. Do you understand that he's gifted you to the point and given you jobs to do, given you things to do? It's total rebellion to say, I'm not going to serve. I, uh, when I get a little older, when, as soon as I, I'm too busy, da, da, da. Kids, he's given you what you need to get things done. He's conforming you to the image of his son. That's what he's after. He wants you to look just like Jesus. If I can say it to you, not about cabinets, not even about the equipment. It's about what you're going to be when he gets done using you that way. You're going to look just like Jesus. Everybody follow that? With that, the Lord Jesus Christ says, I'm bringing you my reward. You're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ one day. And as you stand before that judgment seat of Christ, you're going to give an account of everything you do. You say, wait, 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 wait. That's what the cross did. I'm not talking about the cross. Your sin, a settled question. There isn't anything. The fact that you're at the judgment seat of Christ already tells you what the sin deal is. You couldn't be at the judgment seat of Christ if you were still in your sin. Can't be there any other way. So this is only for those who have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're going to see the Lord Jesus Christ seated there. He's calling your name, and you're going to come to him. 
all dressed as you think that you think you've done, all the works that you've done in your life. And as you do, you're going to cross through that fire. That everything will be tested, so is my fire. And you're going to go through that, and everything that you did for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, using the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, the equipment of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is going to make it through there and be over here. All the other junk that you did that was unimportant is burned up on the way through. You lose it. It's gone. Yes, you're still going to heaven. Yes, you got all the rewards that came from the stuff that you did that way. But you come through with great loss. Let me just show you one simple thing. If what you do for the Lord Jesus Christ, or what you do, let me say, in service of the church, is done because you want to serve the church, it's wood, hay, and stubble. If you're going to do what you do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by faith, it's gold, silver, precious stones. That may take a little while to think your way through that, but that's what that is, kids. That's what the judgment seat of Christ is about. And when Jesus comes back, he brings his reward with him. And he rewards everyone according to his work. What did you do with the gifts that he gave you? You say, well, I just had one gift. Did you use it? Did you use it? You weren't like that guy that went out and buried it, were you? He says this. Verse 13, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those. Um, let, let's just do verse 13 for right now. The message is true and faithful because its source is true and faithful. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Now, I'm interested in this. The Alpha and Omega, that's the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. So you could say it's, it's the Alpha. What do we do with letters? Letters really don't exist. They are sounds that we make. And we put those sounds together with other letters, and we create words. And then we relate those words together in things we call sentences. And those words that we related together and called them sentences become thoughts. And it's those words that are all related together that speak thoughts that have conveyed this message, the Word of God, the books you like to read, the thoughts that you've had, the philosophies that you've been interested in, all the great mechanical books you've looked at. It's all in those words that don't mean anything by themselves. But in a relationship, all those sounds coming together represent the knowledge of everything. Jesus is the first letter and the last letter. He is all the combinations in between there. Every combination you can put together of one letter to another letter is the Lord Jesus Christ. Each of those letters that have come together that form the wisdom and the word of God are the Alpha and the Omega. Everything you've known is coming from those words you've had together. Can I remind you of this? Jesus not only is the Alpha and Omega, but in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Every algebraic equation is in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
every relationship, of every phrase, every, everything you've used and every sentence is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you getting me? He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the source of all wisdom and all knowledge. Every combination you could possibly get in any language is going to be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. But he's not just the Alpha and Omega. He is also the beginning and the end. He's the infinite one who is the beginning of time. He will end time. He's called the father of time. He is the one through whom all things were created, for whom they were created, the one who holds them all together, and the one who is the end of the worlds and the ages. Here's the one that God says in his word that through Jesus, he created everything. When the Father speaks, the Word creates it. Let there be light. Jesus is the light of the world. He creates it. Let the earth do this, and the earth does it, because Jesus is the one who's doing it. He's the beginning of it all. If, if you're going to say, let the waters separate here and let the earth come up out of it, then that's what's going to happen because it's the Lord Jesus, the beginner, that's doing that. And kids, if you go all the way through, the sustainer is the one that's holding it all. He's the one holds it all together by the Alpha and the Omega. Just his word is holding that whole thing together. He's the sustainer of it all. And he's the one who is going to end it all. He's held it all together, and he's the one that's going to end it all. He's the beginning and the end, but that's not all he is. He is the first and the last. He is before all things. He's the first of the new order of beings in the new heavens and new earth. He's the firstborn of all creation. That means he's its inheritor. He's the first of the resurrected ones in the new order, and he's the last of them. Nothing comes after him. He's the model or prototype for all other sons of God. All the saved ones will be conformed to him. He's it. He's the first and the last. He is the model. I'll go back here. This is eternity past, okay? The model for what Adam and Eve are going to be is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the model. The model for what all the sons of God are going to be is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the model. He's the prototype. He's the first of them. And the very end of it all, he is the last of them. There won't be something coming after this. There'll be no more new sons of gods, no more new Adams or Eves. He's it. This is the last of it. And everything that's going to be with him has been conformed to him. They're all looking just like him. He's the first and the last. This book is to remain open as God's final word. There will be people who are going to read it. Look back with me at uh, verse 11. He, matter of fact, uh, look at verse 10 first. And he said to me, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. So it's close enough. Leave the book open. Daniel was not told that. Daniel was told, you seal up your book. for don't, It won't be open until the time of the end. But this one, leave it wide open. Why? Notice what he says here. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. That relates to these words of prophecy. If you are going to read these words and reject them as God's final word, 
you just locked in your condition. You, you follow where we're coming from? You're locking in your condition. You're locking in unbelief. You're saying, I'm not going to believe that. And you'll be exactly like the people who are in that book who refuse to repent. Refuse to repent. But if you read and receive these, one will continue in growth and holiness. So if you're going to be unjust, then you're going to remain unjust. You read those words and you reject them. That's how important he's making this word. Everybody with me? That's how important he's making this word. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. If you're going to be filthy, look in these books and say, I don't want it. Then you're not going to be cleansed. You're going to remain filthy. You're sealing your fate. Everybody follow where we're coming from? And those who righteous, let him be righteous still. You read it, you receive it, you keep it, you're going to be righteous. He who is holy, let him be holy still. You're going to continue to grow in holy. Now I want you to look with me, please, at verse 17. In verse 17, he says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. Let him who hears say, Come. Let him who thirsts, Come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. I want you to look at this invitation with me carefully. The Spirit and the bride say, Come. To whom are they saying, Come? The Lord Jesus Christ. They're wanting the Lord Jesus Christ to come. So that's the Holy Spirit, and that's the bride of Christ, the church. They're both saying, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Further, let him who hears say, come. He also wants the Lord Jesus Christ. But that's not all the invitation is. It concludes this way. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. So who else? That's us. That's us. That's whoever gets to hear this book. Did this book provide for you some interest? Did this book provide for you something that says, I want to know more about him? I, I want to know how can I avoid all this stuff that's about to happen? How can I know who this king of kings is? How can I know what it is? And to that guy who's thirsty like that, he says, come. Come. Don't hesitate. Behold, I'm coming quickly. And this book is true and faithful. This is the final book. There won't be another word after this. Come now. Come, Jesus. Come, person. If you're thirsty, come take a drink of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've got any interest at all, don't hesitate. Don't fool around with this. This is important to you, brothers and sisters. If you are here today and you're hearing these words, know this. These are true and faithful words. There won't be more truth in the world than these. And these words are telling to you, are inviting you, come, come now, don't wait. You say, I don't know everything I need to know about Jesus. No, and you won't. <laughs> That'll be part of what you are. You're going to get to grow just like the rest of us. But you can know what he's already told you. And you can trust what you already know. And let him take you on that journey that will show you more who he is. Father, thank you so much for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for the truth of it. I ask just now for the sake of Christ, Father, if there's anybody that is hearing this message this day, let this book do the, the work that it was said to do. Bring them to saving faith in Jesus Christ. Please let no one leave here today, Father, rejecting this potent Word. 
this powerful word. And I'm going to thank you for what you will do in Christ's name. Amen. Spirit of God's been poured out on us. We have great gifts. We have wonderful things. We have the Word of God before us. We know what's taking place. No people have ever been more informed than you are. You have great and wonderful things, and no people have got more power and energy to do things than you do. We are a great and privileged people to have that from the grace of God. But it isn't something you can deal with lightly. It's an important responsibility. It's something we have to take responsibly. Well, Al will be preaching tonight at 6 o'clock, so we're looking forward to that. And we look forward to seeing you on Tuesday night, men. We're having our uh, study on the rapture again, so please join us at that time. Father, thank you so much for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for all that you're doing in each one of us. We give you praise for the glory of God that's working in us. Father, we humbly come before you. We recognize the job is not done. There's still much to be done. There's still much conforming that we have to have to be looking like the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for what you're going to do in us this week. Thank you for every experience we're going to have this week. For we know that in it, you are going to make us look like the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for all that in Christ's name. Amen. We hope God has encouraged you with today's message by Pastor White. Thank you for joining us at the Edgemont Bible Church. We'd love to have you visit us if you're ever in the area. For directions, more information, or to support the ministry of Edgemont Bible Church, please go to our website at edgemontbiblechurch.org. That's edgemontbiblechurch, all one word, dot org. You can also follow us on Facebook at Edgemont Bible Church, where the Sunday morning message is broadcast live.